Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. We're the pastors of Life Fellowship Church here in McKinney, Texas. In the great state of Texas. Yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. We are uh, excited to tell you we release a new podcast every Wednesday. So if you're new with us, check us out. Um, Go ahead. If you have not yet subscribed or Click that subscribe button. (laughs) Or leave us a review or um, or rate us. All those things mean a lot to Chris and I and help uh, our podcast stay in the forefront of podcasts. So many people. And it's just category. amazing, Tatum, like how many people are joining this Life with Christian Tatum kind of community and family. We're seeing hundreds and hundreds of people, people from all over the world are it's engaging cool. in. Yeah. Like it's shocking when we pull up the reports of where people are engaging from, not only here in America and so many different states, but around the world. And so a big welcome to you. Man, it is a great day to be alive. I am so excited to jump into today's uh, topic. Before I do, I just want to tell you that we are so excited because Easter is just right around the it corner. It is, yep. We, I'm telling you, hey, listen, everybody, Please, please, please do not miss our Good Friday services. They are going to be so sacred, so holy. The presence of God is going to show up in our homes, in our on our campus. It is going to be just, oh. And then the next day, we are going to celebrate like you would not believe it. Like, you remember that old song, hey, I'm dancing on the ceiling. Yeah, uh, what a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, what a feeling. Uh-oh. And when I'm dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why you're the preacher. Yeah. <laughs> and not on the worship No, I tell everybody, everybody can sing, but not everybody can record. And we are recording. that. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to stop and stay focused. All right. Um. But Easter is going to be great, and so make sure that you are a part of that. Help us spread the word, um, and it, yeah. So today, I want to talk about, and we got some mailbag questions today. All right. So if we get through this, I want to get through the mailbag. Let's hope we get through this. Uh, we're going to talk about four ways God gives you direction. So I've been in ministry now, you and I both, Tatum, for a couple of decades. I mean, it's been a little incredible. while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 22 years in full-time pastoral ministry, and then I was in other kind of uh, ministry traveling and doing things beforehand. Um, but this is one of the biggest questions that I've gotten through the years. How, how do I know God's direction for my life? How do I know what to do? Because life is confusing, and everybody wants to give you their input, and uh, you know you get you feel pressure from from life and cousins and. Uh, family members and coworkers to go in different directions. What's God's direction? Yeah, yeah. Because if you chart your own course, mm-hmm. you're not going to end up where you need to be. God's got a plan for you. And so if that's where you're at today, if you need direction, huh, you came to the right spot. We're here to help you out. We're here to point you to Jesus because God wants to give you that direction. And God's direction isn't hard to come by. A lot of people make it so hard and so complex. 
I'm going to break it down right. I'm going to put the cookies on the bottom shelf for you, everybody. I like that. And I could go for some cookies right now. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you could have cookies, what kind would you have, honey? Mm, snickerdoodle, warm. Snickerdoodle? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like some oatmeal raisin cookies right now. Mm-hmm. I'd eat that too. That would sound really good right now. Let's stop talking about okay. it because we're hungry. So we're uh, I'm going to put the cookies on the bottom shelf <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> and... So I'm going to give you four ways that God gives you direction. Here's the first one, and it's the most important one. And this one will fit into probably about 99% of your life. Go for it, Tatum. The Word of God, the Bible. If you are looking for direction for your life, you have to start. We have to start with the Bible. It's the most practical way God wants to give you direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's God's Word for today, for our life today. It's practical. Yep. I mean, think about it. He wants to give you direction on how do you handle your emotions and your kids and your and your, your work ethic. Uh, he wants to give you direction on like how a nation is supposed to be run. Yeah. I mean, you name it. How to live wisely and with character and- Like our health and how do we eat and- All of it. It's found in God's word. Yeah. And people, they, they dismiss that. They're like, okay, what's the next things that you got for me, Chris? Listen, everybody, this is the most yeah, important one. This is the best thing. Hands down. But uh, Read what Psalms says there, honey. Psalm 119 says... Verse 105. Verse 105. That's a big chapter. In yeah. fact, that's the biggest chapter, longest chapter in the, in the entire Bible. Yeah, Did you know that? I'm not be reading all Psalms of Psalms 119 is the lo- longest chapter in the whole Bible. Do you know the shortest? No. Psalms 117. Seriously? Uh-huh. How many chapters does it have? No, it's it's one chapter. I mean, so. how many? No, one seventeen. How many verses does that? I don't know, but it's, it's the shortest. It's the shortest. Yeah, Psalms one hundred seventeen is the shortest. Let me read just one verse. One hundred five. Okay. okay. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light unto my path. So God wants to make sure that you're not stepping in the wrong stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like my dog does on the carpet. <laughs> that happened to you here recently, didn't it? Y'all, I have a dog that I might give up for adoption. We're not going to go down that track. Let's stay on the right path. That was early but... in the morning. Wait, 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 wait. This is fun. People want to hear this. It's really not fun. Okay. It's the real, it's my real life. My dog <laughs> dog frequently does a duty okay. in and the house. Tatum was walking in the dark. Yep. Bright and early. Yep. Thing, just got, and before just you knew woke it, up. you felt a little squishy in between <laughs> your toes. <laughs> But if you had the light on, if I had, you would have never, you would have never had that happen. See, the enemy wants to put all this stuff in your pathway, but God <laughs> wants to illuminate the path before you. I thought you took that story <laughs> and just made it so that, relatable biblically. God's word is a lamp into our feet, a light into our path. It'll mm-hmm. help you miss the dookie. Yep. Steps because it's all over the place. It is. Yep. But God wants to keep us protected from that, and there are actually a lot of terrible pitfalls. Some, yes. Some really bad things out there. That if we if we know and understand and grow in learning what does the Bible say about these things in life, they can prevent so many of those pitfalls that you're talking about. Yeah, so go to the Bible. You know, uh, you're going to find the answers, the practical answers to your life right there. So, yeah. And God wants to speak to you. So let me just give everybody a little quick story here about how God was leading me in something that I didn't even know was coming my way. 
Okay. So this was a year ago right now. Mm-hmm. I was reading about the story of Joshua. And he had, Moses had just passed. He was taking leadership of the entire nation. They had just, um, they, were, they were crossing over the, the River Jordan, all that. The Lord shows up to him and says, Joshua, I'm about to increase your influence. I'm about to basically take you to another level and my hands on your life. And as I was reading that, I felt the Holy Spirit whisper in my heart, Chris, I'm about to do that same thing in you. Mm-hmm. And see, one of the things that we got to recognize that when you're reading the Bible, if you ever read something and something just kind of like, ah. Oh, it comes alive in yeah. you a little bit. Or it moves, moves your you. heart in a way. Stop reading. Read it again. Yeah. Read it again. That's the Lord trying to speak to you, saying, hey, I want to say something to you <clears> about <throat> that verse, about mm-hmm. that phrase, about mm-hmm. that word. Yeah. Be sensitive when you're reading the Bible. So don't just, oh, that's cool, and then just keep on yeah. reading. Sit there Stop. for a minute. Yeah. Think. Meditate. Mm-hmm. And I f- and that's what I did. And I felt the Lord speak to me, said, I'm going to do the same thing. Well, that was the week of COVID. Yeah, four we days, didn't five, know it. it I didn't know that before. Five, six mm-hmm. days later, that's when the whole nation shut down and we canceled church mm-hmm. and all this. But leading up to that, uh, there was a, a, a pastor. He oversees 1,800 pastors here in North Texas. Two or three days later, after I read that verse, he yeah. calls me up and says, Chris, I had a big-time pastor that was coming from Argentina, but because of this thing called COVID— you know, he pastors a church of like 40,000 people, but he can't come to this big meeting that we're having. And for some reason, God put you on my heart. Yeah. And can you speak this meeting? I know it's two days away, but will you speak it? And I knew what the Lord spoke to me just a day before yeah. him, day or two before He had him. just like set you up with that verse, given you that word. And I knew it. I said, yeah. I said, sir, I said, I'm actually, God spoke to me that something like this was going to happen. I'm on it. I said, yes, sir, let's do it. And God showed up in that meeting, and it was incredible. And little did I know, then COVID happened and everything shut down, and then the Lord began to open up even more doors. Uh, even though the church, you know, we weren't able to hold services here on campus, but now all of a sudden, we started seeing thousands and thousands of people begin to connect in with us digitally, yeah. going attending services, not just here in Dallas, but around this nation and this world. And then we began to host open uh, opportunities for pastors to be coached and, and, and mentored in different uh, online environments. And they began to show up in the hundreds And it just began to blow my mind of the doors that God began to open Mm -hmm. up. And God prepped me for all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from something he said in his word and scripture that you got from the Bible. Have you ever had moments where you're reading the Bible and you had something, wow, that that was something good for my kids. That that really helps me. Oh, yeah. I had something actually happen yesterday. I didn't even tell you about it yet, babe. What? But like that I was reading yesterday morning in my... um, in the Bible. And um, God took me back to something that I had read like three days ago. And I felt like, oh, I just want to read it again, need to, need to read it again. And as I'm going through it, I felt like a specific word, this verse that God gave me and laid it on my heart to share with someone on our staff. So, you know, I knew of a situation that this person's going through with the, someone in their family and it's been an extremely hard time for them, challenging time for them. And it's like the Lord will speak to you in, from His Word in ways that 
you can use to encourage someone else. You know, like, so yesterday that word wasn't specifically for me and my situation in my heart, but the Lord had me reread it and reread it and reread it. And I thought, why is this so, why is this so meaningful to my heart today? Why is this, I'm just going to sit here on it for a minute and pray about God, what are you wanting me to do with this? What is this for? And God will use it like that. So he's done that. Yes. For our kids. Yes. For our, you know, our friends, for, for each other, you know, it's a, it's pretty, that word is active and living. It is alive and it brings life to every, um, every situation, to every problem, to every question that you're off asking. The word of God brings the answer to it. I'm telling you, if you're not in the Bible, you're the missing enemy, out. You're the, missing out. The enemy is going to have a heyday yeah. with you. If we don't know what God's word says, how then can we fight, right? Because the Bible says that the word is our fight sword. Fight right and use the Bible. <laughs> the the word of God though is is a, is a weapon. Is a, that's what Jesus taught us as an example when Satan came and tempted tempted him. What did he fight back with? He didn't talk about an experience that he had or something that he saw. No, he said, the word says, the word says, the word says. That's our weapon. So number I'm one, getting ahead of myself. Four but. ways God, preach it, baby. Preach <laughs> it. Four ways God gives you direction. Number one is the word. The word. And 99% of the things you have questions of. Yes, are in the word. And if you can't find it yourself, if you're looking and you think, I have no idea what does God's word say about this. I've tried, I've searched, I can't find Ask somebody. You're, don't ever be too proud to say, um, I, I'm, I have a question and I can't find it. Go to someone that you respect, that you look up to. Go to your life group leader. Go to a friend, someone, and, and ask them, what do, you, what do you the Bible say about this? Okay. So, But what about situations where the Bible doesn't talk about it? Let's so talk about should it. I, should I take this job or should I take this job? Mm-hmm. There's not a chapter and verse that tells you what to do. Yeah. That's where here's the second thing comes into play, and that is God's peace. And God will lead you with his peace. And you'll feel that deep down mm-hmm. on the inside of, of you that you know what? I'm going in the right direction. And let me just say this: you've felt that before. Yeah. Everyone that's listening, you have felt those moments of, ah, oh, should I go? Th- should I take this opportunity or should yeah, I not? Yeah. And there's just been this little piece like on the inside. Knowing. And you've done other times where you're like, you just didn't feel good about something. You're like, yeah. I can't put my fingers on it. Yeah. I can't identify it. Oftentimes that's the Holy Spirit, you know, giving you that peace or trying to shut the door that we sometimes want to keep pushing open. So maybe you've been dating somebody right now and you just feel like, oh, there's just something. Something's just off. Something. I don't you just feel, feel yeah. it in your heart. Everybody, don't dismiss that. Pay attention that. to that. That's the Holy Spirit trying to speak to you. Yes, yeah. And the more the more that you... Um, Have you ever had that... So moments, maybe you're in a place where you're just not... Uh, maybe there's been times where you just feel... I just feel... I don't feel safe about this area that I'm in. There's just something wrong about absolutely. this. Absolutely, yes. I, I, I remember a story in Bible school that one of our professors was telling. It happened here in Texas. It might have even happened in McKinney. I'm not sure exactly where... But he was saying that there was a pastor that was in a small little town. So this was years and years ago when McKinney was nothing. But And he was driving down the road, and he was coming to a four-way uh, stop, stop with stoplights. This is back like in the 1950s. And he just felt this thing on the inside of him, this thing saying, don't go forward. Don't go through the green light. Hmm. And it was a green light. 
And he just kept feeling this thing. I mean, he said it was strong. So this pastor pulled over to the side of the road right before the green light, and there was a car that ran the red light on the other side, and it was slammed. It would have slammed right into this pastor, and it would have been disastrous. And that's before the days of seatbelts and all the safety. It probably would have killed him. Yeah, wow. Like, the Lord wants to speak to us. Yes. And oftentimes by either the giving of peace or the absence of peace, God's using that to speak to you. So yeah, pay attention to it. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, is mm-hmm. going to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So like there's so people good. where they, they go through just difficulty all around. And there's mm-hmm. like, I have peace. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. You can okay. have peace in the midst of, yeah, even... And if you're going Even through a situation things. right now, you're just like, I just don't have peace about all this stuff. And maybe you're getting the, the weight of the world. And this is just a little bit of a sideways thought right here. I just felt this just now. But if, you, if you're in the middle of all that, you just need to lean into the reality that God wants to give you great, mighty, welcoming peace. And it goes beyond understanding because everybody else would look at you and say, you should be going out of your mind. You should be... Yeah. It may not, it doesn't make sense to the world how you can endure through suffering or heartache or challenges that go beyond a year, five years, 10 years. We have great friends that we know right now are in a situation that's been going on for like 19 years. The struggle is beyond what they often feel like they can endure, um, but it's the peace of God that keeps carrying them even while... They don't have all the answers, and it's only by the presence and the peace of the Lord. So God gives us direction, number one, through the Word, number two, through peace. Number three, I think this one's really important. Yeah, He gives it through people, through people. So these can be pastors, these can be teachers, your friends, your parents. um, Life group leaders. Yeah, youth leaders. You know, he puts a lot of different people in our lives, but through relationships, God will speak through these people that he has strategically put in your life. He'll use them. So I was having um, a, uh, I was having a, there was a big question that I had. This was about two months ago. A big question that I had been just debating back and forth. I was not settled. There was not a specific answer in God's word. Mm-hmm. I, I really did. I felt peace, but it wasn't like overwhelming. I was just kind of like, oh, God, what is the answer on this? What is the answer on this? And I was really in this in this conundrum. I was in this place where I, I needed an answer, and I had to make an answer. You had to I, make a decision. I had to make a decision yeah. that day. Yeah. And I remember I woke up that morning, and I said, God... I have to have an answer. And that day I was at lunch with one of our business leaders in our church that is massively successful. And I just felt like, ah, I'll just pitch the uh, the issue to them and just see what they say. Yeah. And he loves the Lord with his whole heart. So it's not just someone who's good in business, but someone who follows oh, Jesus godly wholeheartedly. And when I did, they began to speak and speak into that. And Mm -hmm. when they did, all of a sudden, it was like a tidal wave of God's peace came over me. And I went, my man, you don't even know it, but God just used you 
yeah. to speak into th- something that I'd been actually praying yeah. about that morning. To give you and direction. I got answers. Yeah. And it actually has turned out to be massively, it, it's been incredible. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the, but, the but hand God, of God. He'll, he'll use, use people. people. Yes. So cool when that happens, isn't it? God will do it. He'll do it for you. He'll do it for you. Surround yourself with people who are, um, who are godly, who are um, a, f- a friend to you, a, a godly friend to you that have wisdom and that you respect, and just present them with the question that you're asking, the thing that you're wanting direction on. Don't be afraid to ask them, hey, what would you speak into this? What do you see about this situation or this decision? So that's a great one. So like, if you're a young person, you're considering about dating somebody, you know, or- uh, Or college. Or college or, or being married. Talk to your parents. Um, talk to somebody. So if you're considering a new job, uh, go to those mentors in your life. And yeah. Just say, hey, here's yeah. what I'm thinking about. That's not that's not weakness. That's no, wisdom. It's wisdom. Yeah. I think culturally, sometimes our world makes people feel that it's that you have to figure it out on your own, and you can, if you're truly an adult, you can make decisions, and you're independent, and I don't need anyone telling me what to do. No, that's like the that's a step away from wisdom. <laughs> you know, there's wisdom in, count, in godly counsel. So, um, you know, it's biblical. Go to people that you respect and you love and that love the Lord and want the best for you, care about you, and get their advice. And if you don't have them in your life... If it's not your parents... No, but if you don't have them, yeah. you're going to have to start... Cr- uh, Cultivate those relationships. those relationships. Yeah, around. yeah. Pursue them. And that's on you. You know, I always say that mentorship is accelerated learning. Yeah. So... Find some mentors, people that have often been where you you've have never to, been. Yeah, and often you have to go to those people and say, uh, you know, ask the questions to them. It's not necessarily that they're looking for a mentor's never going to not going to come you. find you. Yeah, they no, they won't. They're doing things. They're moving. They're shakers. They're yeah. You have to go after them. Yeah, and that's that's great. That's great to do. Do it. Okay, here's the last one, and that is desires. So God gives us direction through the Word, through peace, through people and through desires. So yeah. let me ask it like this. What do you want to do? Uh, do you like uh, making art? Do you like building? Do you like helping others? What is a desire of your heart? Yeah. God's the one that put those desires there. The Bible says in Th- Psalms 37, 4, read it, honey. It says, take delight in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He's the one that have, has given those desires. Yeah. Now, again, this is where you have to filter it through the Word of God, because people say, well, I have this desire to, and it's an ungodly desire. Sure, sure. Well, that's not of the Lord. Just because there's a desire doesn't necessarily mean it's a godly desire. You have to filter it through the the truth of God's Word, and if it passes through that test, and it's a desire that is biblical and right and healthy, and yeah, then then that is something you can clearly identify. God gave that to you. And run with it. Yeah. I would say... Um, God's not going to make you do something that you're absolutely miserable with for the rest of your life, and it's just like, oh, No, hey, God will put the the desire in your heart to lead you to do what he's calling you to do. So if you don't have a passion about what you're doing, then maybe you're in the wrong spot. You know what I mean? There's something that God has, he created you for on purpose, with a purpose. Um, and sometimes it looks really... It looks really, um, for you, it may come like so naturally that you think it's not, it's not like a talent or it's not a gift because it's just who I am. It's just what I do. Like you, you ask the question, do you like art? Do you like, 
um, building things. Well, if that's like a natural thing for you, then that or desire God put in your heart. Technology. Yeah, anything. Yeah. What are those things? If you're if you're looking for you're younger and you're looking career wise, or um, you're thinking, what is the purpose God has for my life? Oftentimes, it's in those desires that and, come really naturally. So then let me back it up. Take that desire, filter it through a person. Yep. Say, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. And if you feel peace about it, what does the word say about it? Yes. And all of a sudden now you're going to begin to find out that, wow, this is a direction that God, and then go on an exploration. Yeah. And you know what? If you miss it or you mess up or you think, you know what? I thought this is what I was supposed to do and I'm not. It start. It's okay to start over. It's okay to regroup and go a different direction. All right, everybody, mailbag questions. All right. We have one here, and uh, I think this is a really good one. I think everybody's going to be able to relate okay, to this. Okay, let's hear it. What do they so, ask? Dear Pastor Chris, we just moved to Dallas from California. Ooh. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. We're here at Life Fellowship, and we're wanting to make new friends, but we would love your advice on how to do that. Awesome. Let's talk. So... Let's, this is how would you a give them advice? great question. The reason why I pulled this one out here is because uh, so many of us are thrust into environments where we need to make 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 new friends, and so there's yeah. a lot of people that are apprehensive. I, I just can't go to a life group because I can't make new friends, and I can't connect into a dream team and volunteer because. I don't know anybody, and we feel apprehensive of it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're a young person. You're, you know, you're in college, and there's these classes. Maybe you're you're in a new school, a new school, or whatever. Or whatever. Maybe yeah. It's a new job. Maybe so you're new I, to the neighborhood. So what I did is I wrote down five surefire ways to make new friends in a new place. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, I thought through this because a new place can oftentimes be intimidating and lonely. But it can also be an incredible mm. adventure. And if you make sure to initiate, you can meet new people. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're shy. It doesn't matter if you are outgoing. I think every one of us can make new friends. Yes, we can. And you're better at this than I am, Tatum. I am? Yeah. Oh, that was nice of you. No, you are. I mean, what? I'm a little bit more introverted. You're a little more extroverted. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know you're introverted, but I'm not. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So here's five things. Let's let's okay, talk about it. We're gonna have to do these rapid fire because of our time. Whoa. We have about five minutes. I need to get these done. Here's the first one. You say them. <laughs> the first one, take advantage of every opportunity to introduce yourself to people. So this means you taking the step forward to introduce yourself to people at work, in your neighborhood, when you're at church, showing yourself friendly. Don't wait for them to come to you. Yeah. You go after them. You be the one that says, hey, my name's And the more people, let's think about this. Think, think, think. The more people that you meet, the greater the odds that you're going to find people who are going to connect with you. Yes, true. So if you've only met like two people and you don't really feel connected yet, that's good news because there's like two million more to meet. So just keep introducing yourself to new people. There's like seven or eight billion more. To well, meet. yeah, I'm talking about. You might Dallas. not want to meet every one of them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number two. Remember to use people's names. Oh my goodness, that is. I'm not good at that. I mean, I want to be good, but I always forget. All right, <sighs> listen to this, everyone. Okay. There's no better sound to a person than his or her name. Okay, here, tell me the trick, because I just saw on your notes that you have a trick for people who aren't good at remembering names, and this yep. is me. 
I always actually tell people, I'm so sorry if I don't remember your name and I might have to ask you again because I'm not great at this. I want to be better. Okay, yeah. tell me your tip. Okay, so here's, here's this, this is a little trick uh, that I learned years ago. When you introduce yourself to somebody um, and they give you their name, make sure you use their, use their name right away back at them. Okay. Now, don't so tell them that again. you're doing that. <laughs> hey, I'm going to use your name back at you. So no. I remember it. No, but if, if you introduce <laughs> them, yeah. <laughs> but if you use their name, re- just say it again. So for example, Fred, it sure is good to meet you. Fred, h- how long have you lived in the area? Like just say it again and again okay. and again. And if you use their name at least three times in your conversation, the chances of you remembering their name from that time on going to be greater. Game on. I'm going to start trying that. They're going to actually be impressed next Chris. time you show up and you say, what's up, Fred? So try it. Yeah. Okay. It, it's it, People love to hear their own name. And that will help me make friends if I use their name. So number one, take advantage of every opportunity and introduce yourself to as many people as you can. Number two, remember to use their name. Okay. Number three. Ask them questions about themselves. Okay. Come on, everybody. Think about this. People would rather talk about themselves than hear about you. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm talking, pointing to myself as I say it. But this is true just in good, common, like, courtesy adult conversation is allow someone else to share some things about them rather than it just being the conversation that you're the only one talking. They want to share about what their interests are, what their job is, what their kids do, whatever, whatever. So... Listen, everybody's favorite subject to talk about mm-hmm. is themselves. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves talking about themselves. Maybe. I don't, yeah. And, and now here's another little trick. So I do this um, when, when you're emailing, when you're texting, when you are uh, conversing. If you secretly feel inside of you that that person is not deserving of your time or that um, I'm just not really connected. I'm not really interested in in hearing about what you've got to say. You're if they're not really a friend, that's what you're kind of saying. Well, like basically. a new a new person that you're just meeting. Okay. So if if you want to uh, garner their their friendship, you have to. I I think in my mind, whenever I talk to somebody, this is my best friend. That's a great tip. And if I think like that, filter my expressions, through. my tone. Uh-huh. All of that is going to be communicated back at them, and they're going to feel, yeah, it instantly more engaged. And de- yeah, endeared. yeah, that's true. I've heard that before. Good tip. Uh, it's it's often been said God has given us two ears and one mouth because He wants us to do twice as much listening as talking. Mm-hmm. In fact, a U- a university study has found that good listening can be as worth as much as twenty IQ points. Wow. And honey, I will take all the IQ points I can t- <laughs> I can get. Because <laughs> oh, I'm the C good. student from Wisconsin. Hey, mm. that's a good point. Asking them questions about themselves. Try it, everyone. Yeah. Like, that's how you make nonstop. new friends. Just ask them For questions. our friends from California. Yeah. We want to ask questions about you. Here's the fourth one. Have good eye contact. So if your eyes are always wandering around when someone's talking and you're having a conversation, people instantly feel like you're, you don't care. Or like it makes you feel you're like- You're not interested. Or that you look like you're insecure or that you're hiding something from them. Oh, yeah. Make, I always just feel like you're not paying attention. You're not even looking. You know, if someone's looking all around. Yeah. They don't feel interested. So- Focus on that person. Here's the last one, everybody. 
And that's be selective when choosing your closest friends. And when I say close friends, these are people that influence your values, your self-esteem, your dreams. Be careful, please, please, please be careful to choose friends who choose, love God like you do. Yeah, choose That wisely. believe in you, that believe in your dreams, that want to build you up. Yes. So if they're always tearing you down, um, get some new friends. <laughs> it's true. True. Look for friends. Be selective. Pick people who love the Lord. A famous mathematician once said, you have to have seven positives to overcome one negative. So if somebody says, you could have, you, you could have all these people say positive things, but if you hear one negative thing, what does your mind think about? Yeah. The one thing that the you're like, the thing. one negative comment. But all these people are just, you know, but raving seven more fans said great things. of what's going on. Yeah. And this one person is what you focus on. And what they've discovered is that you have to have seven positives to overcome the one negative. So why not surround yourselves with true friends? Positive. Your closest friends yeah. are going to speak positive. They're going to spur your dreams on. Life's too short to spend it with people who don't believe in you. Ooh. Too short. Good. So today has been a lot of fun. This has been fun. I yeah. hope you've enjoyed today. And if you would... Uh, please do me a favor and share this uh, podcast out with all of your friends and family. And uh, we are so excited to be back again with you next week. Yes. I got something cooking in the crock pot. Y'all are our good friends. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, we hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.